This is Parenting for the Everyday, a podcast dedicated to meeting parents in the trenches of parenthood. We explore how our faith fits into our parenting. With the help of our guests, we are seeking practical tips on how the gospel can speak into our day-to-day parenting. From the easy stuff to the hard stuff, we want to talk about it all. Hello and welcome. We're your hosts, Becca and Holly. Uh, Today on Parenting for the Everyday, we are talking about grandparenting. Grandparents are such a special gift and can be a wonderful way to enhance our parenting. Uh, For some of us, it works that way. And for other of us, it can be a place of tension. And so we hope today's conversation can give creative and practical ways for us as parents to invite grandparents into a relationship and to be involved with their grandkids. We realize that not everyone has the privilege of having grandparents or maybe experiences a broken relationship with their parents. And so we hope to even spend some time talking about possible opportunities to heal and restore some of those relationships. Our guests today are very special. Uh, We have our founding pastor, Pastor Jim College. He's a papa and a dad. Uh, One of his daughters, Sarah Coons, who's also on staff at CCC as our kids director. And then we also have my Grams with us. And so, uh, Grams, I'm going to let you introduce yourself first. Will you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and our family? I'm Jenny Sue Ansley. I live in Miami, Florida. I have two daughters, um, three grandchildren and their spouses, four great-grandchildren, and another one on the way. So they range in ages from seven months, seven years old, and 13. You don't have to say my age on the air. Let's move on from that. <laughs> I was just telling the great grandchildren's oh, ages. <laughs> Overreaction. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, Pastor Jim, will you then take it away and also introduce yourself and maybe Sarah? Well, you've already given my name, which is Jim College, and I am a grandfather. I'm a father of three daughters. They're all uh, married and have children of their own, and I have. 12 grandchildren, and I'm not going to try and (laughs) discuss their ages. I think the youngest is now probably nine, and the oldest is 27, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. Fact check him. That's right. I think so. Yeah. No great-grandchildren yet. Not yet. And it's unique (laughs) even just talking about Sarah – just you get to bring a perspective in of being uh, like a daughter and being able to talk right. about that parent-child dynamic as well. So if you want to introduce yeah. yourself too. Yeah, I am Sarah Coons. I am this guy, well, Pastor Jim's daughter. And uh, uh, yeah, as Holly, as you mentioned, I serve as the kids director at Christ Community Chapel, which is a lot, a lot of fun. And I have uh, four kiddos of my own with my husband, Matt. And we have so... Our kids are on the older range of the grandkids, so my two oldest are twins and they're 20, and then we have a daughter who's 18 and another daughter who's 13. So yeah, it's really fun to just talk about uh, grandparenting and what a privilege it is to have grandparents uh, who've been really involved in our kids' lives and how how they've invested and really added to um, parenting for us, yeah. So our first question is an easy one, but what makes the grandparent relationship so special? What makes it different than just the parent relationship? Well, for me and for my wife, Barb, I think it's not having the heavy responsibility of discipline, direction. You, 
and it's, it doesn't mean that you're just permissive. It doesn't mean that you allow them to run wild, but uh, you just don't have that heavy responsibility. So you, you get to establish a relationship that's based upon uh, mutual interests or curiosity, where I have curiosity about the things that my grandchildren uh, are interested in, um, things that they do. And um, as we, my wife and I, tell our stories, which is kind of funny, maybe we can talk about that later, but it's hard for your grandchildren sometimes to realize that, oh yeah, my grandparents were kids once too. Uh, but as we tell those stories, it's fun to see them laugh, to see them engaged. So the relationship is, um, it's just fun. Grams, what about you? Would you add anything? Uh, I agree that it's um, not having that full responsibility. We can just enjoy and nurture. And also, it's an opportunity to extend our family and our legacy of that family. And um, like Pastor Jim said, they love to hear the stories of when we were children or mistakes we made or whatever, and they ask for them for us to tell them again and again <laughs> and again. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a, a time when we can have that relationship um, not only just enjoying each other, but making a spiritual impact that maybe we, well, I'll speak for myself, I wasn't as intentional with my own daughters in uh, making a spiritual impact. Of course, they were at church every time the doors were open, but I believe with my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I've made a more deliberate uh, intention to um, impact them spiritually, and that that opportunity to be their grandparent or great-grandparent gives me that chance. Yeah, from being a uh, one of those grandchildren with of the intentionality, I think that I have been blessed with uh, four really intentional and really loving grand grandparents. And there is something so wonderful and unique uh, about feeling so seen, I think, by your grandparents that's different from your parents. You know, your parents see you and they love you, but there is a different level of feeling seen and known and knowing, man, they are in my corner, you know, no matter what. And that is really huge, uh, a huge impact on me. Uh, as we talked, you started mentioning maybe a purpose of behind your grandparenting. I want to kind of open up the floor to talk about what the purpose is. You know, today's culture, you've got, you could ask so many people that would have different answers. You've got some grandparents who are like, I just exist to spoil my children and be the yes man and just uh, give them whatever they want. And then you've got other grandchildren or grandparents who are like, I did my time. I'm out. I don't need to do anything else. And so what do you guys see as the purpose behind being a grandparent? Well, I think one word, intentionality. Uh, I think any relationship that you enter into, you, there has to be some sort of uh, uh, definition of what that relationship is to be. And uh, I like to use the word intentionality. It's not something unique to me. It's a word that's being used by a lot of uh, Christian grandparents that they want to invest in their grandchildren in a way that will shape them. And you said it really well about uh, shaping their spiritual uh, development, their spiritual strength. And that's not to mean that we're hammering them with the Bible, but but rather demonstrating in our own life and the way that we speak uh, an intention to open the message of the gospel in a way that they can begin to at least have an interest. 
Uh, and I think that's where it has to, we have to go. We have to go to a place where we're not saying you've got to make this decision, but rather that it piques an interest so they begin to investigate the, uh, what it means to follow Christ, to uh, be shaped by a Christian worldview. And I would say, I think we touched on this a little bit in the previous answer, but like what's so special and unique about the relationship between a grandparent and a grandchild? I think we said this, like you both said this, like you don't have that responsibility. I think that's, that is because as that, that relationship between the parent and the child, right? Like usually that's filled with some angst or tension because it is kind of like, you know, trying to give guidance direction and there's discipline and, you know, I can make my own decisions and okay, we'll live your own life too, you know, like all of these things. Whereas a grandparent, a lot of that's removed from that relationship. So what a grandparent or how a grandparent can speak into a grandchild's life is very different. And what they, what they hear, you know, what they're able to digest looks very different than what it is as a parent. So I would really encourage parents because Holly, you mentioned this, maybe you have an extreme of grandparents who either, you know, it's like, all we do is spoil or, you know, we're backseat, we're not involved. As a parent, invite your parents into, to invest in your grandchild's life. So if it's the spoiling thing, you know, ask them, like, I'd love for you to invest in them in different ways. And we can give different examples of that. And then if it's more backseat, just invite them into that relationship. And maybe looks as simple as like, hey, just come over for dinner, you know, once a week or once every couple of weeks, whatever that looks like. So I think it is we have a responsibility to to invite our parents to have that relationship with their grandchildren if that if that feels not easy. Yeah. And even again, from the grand- grandchild perspective, uh, my my mom could maybe give me some advice that I would be willing to listen, but it would take longer for me to get there. I might bristle at it um, just because of the parent tension of like, oh, you know, we had a disagreement about this or whatever. But, you know, when my right. grandma says it all of a sudden, you know, because you always feel so seen and valued, mm-hmm. like, OK, well, if Graham says it, then, like, <laughs> you know, we got to do what Graham says. <laughs> you know, it just right. there does hold a special weight. So. Yeah. Well, I think grandparents can get into uh, a problem where they they become kind of like the um, uh, the authority, and that's with their with their children, and then they begin to impress upon their children something. I think you got to be really really careful with that as a grandparent, where uh, when I had the privilege of of performing the wedding ceremony for all my daughters, and when I gave them away. Uh, traditionally, I made the comment, it was different for each of my son-in-laws, but to say, today I turn over complete responsibility uh, of my daughter to you. And so I remove myself from being that primary uh, authority, if you will. And that doesn't just go for a wedding day uh, or between the two of them, but that goes for how they they design their family, what that culture looks like in that family. So I need to be very, very sensitive not to insert myself because I will confess there have been times where I've watched all of my daughters 
uh, give direction to their children, or whether it's discipline, whether it's uh, decisions that they've made, whether it's uh, permission to do certain things, where I would think, uh, I'm not sure I would do it that way, but that's not my place. My place is to, to discover what that family culture is like and then to adapt to that so that I don't contradict the parents. That doesn't mean that I'm hard on the children because I, no way. I mean, I, <laughs> I will, I will, there is a permissiveness if you understand my term there, but uh, I still have to fit within the culture that's been established in each of those unique uh, homes that have been established when uh, my daughters were married. Let's talk about when uh, it doesn't work like it should. So let's talk to parents who have grandparents who maybe aren't intentional grandparenting, and maybe they are, uh, you know, being uh, causing dissension. Maybe they, you know, they could be the parents that you say, "Hey, when we leave, we really don't want them to have, you know, this right. dessert." And then they leave, and like, "Hey, your parents gone. Let's have dessert." Right. Um, and so, you know, what happens when you have grandparents who aren't bringing that wisdom and that love that we, you know, got to experience and that we're talking about around this table? How do we as parents move to help eliminate some of that tension and move the relationship towards the direction it should go? Well, first of all, let me just say, if you're a grandparent and you're listening to this uh, and you're that kind of grandparent, stop it. Mm -hmm. You you have no idea what you're sacrificing. Hmm. You're what you're and maybe I'll get email on this. Fine. Let it come. But you are selfish. You are you. You are looking for something, either affirmation or power, that you have no right to look to, or look for. So um, just don't do that. Now, having said that, um, I think one of the things that has to you, we have to come to a point where we recognize that. We have turned over, we have invested in our children, our sons, our daughters. And when, when they become adults, when we turn over, however that happens, um, when we turn over uh, that oversight, if you will, then we have to mean it. And we have to sit back and observe and we have to, uh, we, we become uh, peers, really. Uh, I'm more of a sage, I guess, and most most grandparents are sages, uh, and parents as well become sages to their adult children. We don't we're we're not that uh, we're not that authority, and we have to be happy with that. Um, otherwise, we will destroy a relationship. And I and sometimes that's on the child my the adult child that decides well I'm not going to listen to that and I'm just going to I'm just going to create this relationship that is completely severed or at least partially severed well there again that's for a parent I could say be careful because at some point you need and Sarah's said it very well as families as extended families uh, we need each other and to sacrifice that because because you've been offended by uh, I don't know uh, an ear piercing or <laughs> or tattoos or whatever crazy thing I don't even know why that happens but there again uh, 
it's just not it's it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I, I'm I, I think I kind of faded away from your real question. No, I, I think the answer no, the grandparent really side, but like what happens yeah. when you have a grandparent who's not willing to stop it? Like how do parents move in a way boundary. to reconcile or to create boundaries? You don't know what the answer would be to help foster. Well, yeah, sure. If it's if it's like me to you, that's work that we have to do. But if I'm doing something, like when I talked earlier about being an intentional grandparent, my biggest thing is I want my grandchildren to be in heaven with me. Um, that's, that's it. Yeah, it. Last night, I, I interviewed one of my grandchildren about being baptized. Took her out, took her away from the rest of the family because I didn't want her to be embarrassed. And I, I began to ask her about her faith. It was remarkable how articulate she was about her faith. So I'm going to have the privilege of baptizing her at the end of the month. Um, so that intention with that grandchild, and I've had the privilege of baptizing just about all of my grandchildren who have wanted to be baptized. Um, but that intention, that's positive. But if if my intention would have been to somehow... Um, uh, distort their view of what it means to be a human being that is that is, uh, that is an image bearer of God, uh, then I think as a par- if I were a parent, I would protect my children from that. And I, I wouldn't like it if I were that grandparent who was trying to distort that, that God-given image, but I would, I would hope, that you as grand as as parents and even Sarah and her sisters would protect their children from somebody like me um anyway we'll we'll stop yeah. i'm getting a little too heavy there <laughs> what you were saying about interviewing your grandchild reminded me uh it is important to have conversations with our grandchildren great grandchildren and when my grandson was um in college, I went to lunch with him, and I said, so uh, what do you want to do with your life? And he said, I want to own a pub in Europe. And I said, how will you serve Jesus like that? (laughs) And he said, I'll have a lot of books, and I'll have conversations with them about Jesus. Okay. Uh, God had a different plan. He's an attorney now. (laughs) (laughs) see him retiring still to that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not off the table. Jenny, so you have a bit of a unique experience just because you also live away from your grandkids. Yeah. So tell us different ways that you foster a relationship with your grandkids with distance involved. Well, we do have a um, family texting and I'm fortunate that my Grandchildren all put up a lot of pictures and videos, and I'm able to feel like I'm a part of their life every day. But I also fly a lot to California, Texas, Tennessee, Ohio, um, to be with them. You know, they move into a new house. I want to go help them. I can't do very much physically, but I can be there to encourage them and, you know, watch the baby while he sleeps. Um, So I go to where they are. Uh, a lot, and I want to celebrate everything that they celebrate. Um, I also have um, invited 
my um, great-grandson last year when he was 12 to come down to Miami, and we went on a road trip for a week, just the two of us. But it was a great opportunity to have a lot of different conversations with him. And then this year, he came down. He wanted to make money, so he came down to do some work around my house. And then we did fun things in the afternoon, which, again, was a good time. And I'm always saying, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I do it by myself at home. And so I was doing it a lot around my great-grandson. And just little things like that, I think, make a difference. When I'm with them, from the babies on up, I'm singing songs, fun songs and Jesus songs. <laughs> so um, anytime I have a chance to be with them, I try to do that. And uh, and we talk on the phone, um, Holly the most, but the others, some also. No there. I just try to, to stay engaged in their lives, whatever they're doing. Yeah, I want to add just from the other perspective, too. Uh, we lived, when we were nine, about nine, we moved away from my grandparents. So before then, uh, every Friday night was my parents' date night. We'd spend the night at my grandparents, and I still remember that. And so you would have thought that when we moved away, I would have felt a huge loss. And of course, in some ways, there was the weekly loss of those date nights. But, you know, my grandparents, are they never missed anything. Um, and I know that was a huge sacrifice to them to travel those far ways and you know, from Florida to Ohio is cold. And, um, but they never, they made that a priority in the way that they budgeted and in the way that they prioritized what they're going to do. And so they never missed anything. Um, my grandma joined Instagram so that she can follow along with my stories and be a part of it and, and just see like what's happening in the day to day. Um, she's here right now because she offered to come and help with the kids over the summer. And so just those little things, again, I've never felt that distance. I've always felt that my grandparents were super intense. Um, and present, whether it's through FaceTime or through actually being here, too. So. And I have also benefited from Grimm's involvement because she is our greatest fan of this podcast. She and we is. would pretty much every time an episode drop, get She's a text, the first from, text. Get a text from Grams about the episode. That. And even as someone that I am not your grandchild, but love you dearly and just the support and the love of that, I feel as someone unrelated to the family. Yeah, whatever we're doing, whatever we're into, you know, my brother's an audio engineer, so now she's following these bands to see, like, you know, what's this song? You know, who's this country artist? What's he singing about? And so whatever we're into, yeah. she is into, too, to That's follow beautiful. along. And I try to overlook the tattoos and piercings. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I think, I, I think what you just said, Holly, is so key. Whatever you guys are into, she's into. And I think that as parents, I think we naturally just do that because we're excited about what our kids are doing and we want to be their biggest cheerleaders, their biggest fans, and we're excited to see them do those things. Uh, my parents, and you guys can speak and tell stories, but wow, they've done such a good job with that with my kids. And my kids have, you know, kind of been all over the the map, you know, with what they're into. They could, Even their grandkids in general have been all over the map. <laughs> Got a whole group of grandkids who are really into 4-H. I mean, that's a whole thing and world that you, you and mom learned a lot about. <laughs> Two things. One is, as a grandparent, you have to... Uh, enter into your grandchildren's world right? Um, and without 
without trying to make it different. You just enter in where it is. You kind of referred to that. You've done it well, Grands. You've done it tremendously well. And the other is to invite your grandchildren into your world, not force your world on them, but invite them into your world. And if they come in just a little bit, maybe a foot, good enough. If they come in uh, fully, that's wonderful. But a lot of grandparents trying to, you know, <laughs> in my day, this is, right. you know, and no, I don't, uh, you can tell that story if it gives them insight, but not to say, okay, this is the way we're going to handle things. So, yeah. Uh, Pastor Jim, do you want to take a minute to talk about the grandparenting ministry at CCC? Oh, sure. Well, yeah, uh, this is, it's sort of, it sort of came about organically. That That's a great word I love that I don't know what generation came up with that one. But um, as I've grown older, one of the things I realized that all of us who have grandchildren are interested in how to be better at that. So um, just about a year ago, uh, we established this ministry called CCC Grands. And what we do is we meet... Um, Every month, first of the first Sunday of the month, during our ten o'clock hour, uh, if if you're part of CCC, we call it the huddle, CCC Grands Huddle, and we have someone who will present something, principles from Scripture. Usually, it's me. It could be Pastor Joe. It could be someone else, uh, and then uh, we have somebody who will share practical ideas um, about how to connect with your grandchildren. So that's that is that part of it. Uh, coming in the fall, uh, we're going to introduce uh, a six-week course on uh, grandparenting matters. So for six weeks, we'll be going through different principles and why grandparenting matters, how to do it better, what's what we can do well, what we ought to avoid. Uh, so that's all coming up. Uh, and there, there's several other things that are, that are in the works. We're still, we're very young at at that particular ministry, but um, we're looking forward to what that's going to do for our grandparents. I love that. And I think if there's anything that we get out of this episode, it's just how special the grandparent grandchild relationship is and the intentionality that's involved in it. Um, so last question, what would you guys say is the best thing about being a grandparent? It's such a blessing to be a grandparent and a great grandparent. There's so many people who are grandparents or great-grandparents, but they don't have the relationship, and it's sad for them. Um, I think one of the things that's a blessing for me is just seeing the children grow and develop, seeing how they are learning about the world and about God. And um, the seven-year-old boy and girl, great-grandkids this week, were over and— um, my daughter has a tree that she is a holiday tree, and every holiday she has them make things to put on the tree, St. Patrick's Day, whatever. So she had had them put things on there for Easter, and one of them said, you want us to tell you the Easter story? And I said, yes, and they brought out this little flip thing. It's on eggs. Each egg has one picture of an object like the palm branch or the cup of wine, 24 of those, and they told that whole story. That's so exciting to me, yeah. to see that they're yeah. learning, you know, yeah. about Jesus. So um, just seeing them grow and develop is a real blessing. 
Yeah, that that's true. We were sitting with our twin grandsons uh, at a restaurant in, I think it was Indiana or somewhere. And I just asked them both. I said, so why do you, one is an English major, another is a history civics major. And I asked them why. And I sat there in amazement to hear them say why with, with passion about why history and government and the study of these things were so important and, or the study of literature or uh, grammar. And I was just going, those are my grand. They used to be little weenies, you know, and now uh, they're teaching me stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's thrilling. I love it. Thank you guys so much for being here and talking us through this, this topic. We appreciate it. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. This has been Parenting for the Everyday. Tune in next time.